Welcome to Round 1 Variety Hour, where we cover anything from comics to movies in an hour or less. I'm your host, Miles, and today we're going to be talking about Nightmare on Elm Street from 1984. And with this movie, to preface, I've been watching this movie basically since I was a kid. Five years old, and I'm almost 19, so that's well over a decade almost a decade and a half of me watching horror movies and my mom loves the character of Freddy Krueger and so with my parents loving horror movies as much as they do this is kind of my introductory at least one of them at least and I wasn't as terrified of Freddy as I was of others like Chucky from Child's Play but it was still pretty terrifying. I, I will admit I had nightmares as a kid with this movie and almost not as the series had gone on, maybe not so much, maybe because I was older, but also maybe because the movies became crap. But <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. Um, as I said, though, it's Nightmare on Elm Street from 1984. You know, the first good one, not the Platinum Dunes remake from 2010. <laughs> but a quick synopsis is if you haven't seen the movie yet, but if you haven't, like, what's wrong with you? Why are you listening to a podcast episode about a movie you haven't seen? <laughs> but the synopsis is, on Elm Street, Nancy Thompson and a group of her friends are being tormented by a clawed killer in their dreams named Freddy Krueger. Nancy must think quickly as Fred tried to pick them off one by one. When he has you in your sleep, who is there to save you? The answer is nobody. Nobody's there to save you. But <laughs> that's a quick, you know, synopsis of it. Said it a little bit, but that's okay. Uh, the cast consists of Heather Langenkamp as Nancy Thompson, Robert England as Freddy Krueger, and Johnny Depp as Glenn Lands. Lands? I'm gonna say you say it, Lands. And he probably has the coolest death in that movie. By far. Like, getting pulled through a bed and then having the bed spew blood. Oh, come on, you can't, you have to admit, that is pretty cool. Who doesn't love watching that? And the movie was directed by Wes Craven, rest in peace. He was born in 1939 and died in 2015. It's been half a decade already, holy crap. And he died of a brain tumor in his house in Los Angeles. Pretty sad to hear that, actually. I actually never knew how he died up until I had to look it up. I'm like, wow, that is kind of depressing. I didn't know that. But nevertheless, he created probably one of the, not he created, but he definitely helped to like create one of the best hero, the best comic, the best horror movie characters ever made. Probably He's probably one of those well-known, if not the most well-known, because people know the name Freddy Krueger. And I, I want to point out, not many people get enough love from behind the scenes. Uh, the music de music department, Mario Manari? Manari? I think I was pronouncing that wrong, but... He was one of the people who helped create the titular score of the movie, which is amazing, by the way, if you don't know. Go watch the movie to figure it out. Because if you aren't watching the movie and listening to this, I don't know what you're doing. That's a little weird. But also special effects go to Jim Doyle. Uh, he was the one who used the, I believe it was not latex, but like silicone type deal against the wall. And he pushed his, arm, his hands and face through to make that like 
projection type deal, and I thought that was like pretty cool. That was probably like one of the cooler shots of the movie. And for being only 20 years old, Heather Langenkamp like is really composed in this movie. She's like a really good actress in this movie. And not even to mention Robert Englund, like he made that movie. Like nobody else can play Freddy as long as anybody lives. I don't think anybody was able to capture the essence of Freddy Krueger like Robert Englund. If it wasn't for his charismatic nature for the character in the series, it would have gone downhill after the second or third movie. Which the third movie, Dream Warriors, is my favorite one, and you can argue that, but I'm not gonna listen because I love that movie. And I, isn't it the movie that Heather Langenkamp comes back? I think it's the movie she comes back in. Yeah, I think it is. Like, cause they, like, cause throughout the series, it's the first one with Nancy Thompson, and then they skip over it and go to a guy named Jesse. Then they completely like wipe that movie off the map, and be like, oh yeah, who's Jesse? But then they also bring her back for third one, and I believe, from what I can remember, she dies in that one. From what I, I can, it's been a while since I've watched movies, but she is definitely my, she definitely dies in that one. Yeah. Because I think she gets impaled by Freddy for being a, for thinking her father was a ghost. Yeah, her, Donald Thompson was a ghost, played by John Saxon, by the way. Uh, rest in peace. He died. I think he died last year around my birthday. I think it was July 24th. I think 2020. Damn, that was, a, that was almost a year ago. Holy crap. And I'm just gonna rank it like I normally would with these movies, uh, as I said. But, honestly, the acting, 5 out of 5. Guaranteed. If it wasn't for Robert Englund being Freddy, I think it would have gone down to like a 3 or 4 because of that. He, as I said earlier, made this movie his own. He is probably the best part of the movie, honestly. And, and plus, as I said earlier, Johnny Depp's in it, so you get to see a young Johnny Depp like in the 80s, like I think it came out, yeah, 84, so like like early 80s. Um, but the, yeah, it was, goodness gracious. It, I, I liked this movie. It wasn't, it was probably the, a, a really, it was a really good start to the series, but as it caught on, it became way more comedic and silly. And that's what I don't like about it. It's like, I like comedy movies and all, but this kind of movie just didn't, like, those kind of movies didn't sit right with me. I think the worst one out of all of them is Dream Child, the fifth movie. Oh, God, that movie's horrible. And I think there are some people out there who are like, oh, yeah, that's my favorite movie. Okay, but when your movie is as bad as that was, yeah, I don't think you can come back from that. It was a pretty bad movie. I will admit that. I mean... To be fair, they all have their own quirks and, you know, not very good things about them. But, you know, that's also being a factor of a movie being from New Line Cinema. With, like, the president, or, I think, being Bob Shea. That was just a horrible, not horrible choice from their part, because it made it a lot of money. But, I don't think Freddy would have been the titular icon of horror if it wasn't for those sequels. 
Because one movie off would have been, oh yeah, you're not gonna know really who that is. But as movies had gone on, he definitely had become an icon of the sorts. And I think the last movie that had come out was 2010, but with Robert England, it was 2003 with Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah, that was a year after I was born. Holy crap. Um, but yeah, that like the acting made that movie and like the entire series, basically. I think you can't always rival what act like who actors and what their strengths are. Because they're gonna they're gonna be actors in those movies. They're like yikes. And I completely forgot about this movie. It's the it's the it's Freddy's Dead, the sixth movie. I take that back what I said about the fifth movie. The sixth one is the worst one out of all of the movies. It's called Freddy's Dead. And they even have a scene where Freddy is playing a video game off his quote-unquote power glove. And it's uh, it's really weird. Like, you don't think Freddy Krueger should be playing with a video game. He is a being of, you know, dreams and killing. And in that movie, they introduce a thing, a weird... Oh my god, a weird plot device of, oh, Freddy got his powers from these bugs, these spiritual bug things. I'm like, yeah, no, that is not, no, I'd rather not. And then, ugh, the movie also had a interesting 3D element in like the last 30 minutes of the movie. And I'm like, what? why? It's not that important. You don't need to have that. And I think her name is Maggie in the movie. She, oh my god. She does not bode well with the movie. She's not the greatest actress in the movie, but by far is not the worst. I think the guy who plays John Doe in that movie is horrible. Like, you can't get any worse than me with acting, but that was pretty bad acting. Like, oh, horrendous. Which also, for some weird-ass reason, they have Roseanne ba uh, Barr in it. You know, the lady who made Roseanne and her husband at the time, Ted Arnold, or Tom Arnold. What are the two names? I don't I think it's Tom Arnold. But they were in that movie. I'm like, what? Why? <laughs> and I, I understand why my parents never wanted us to watch these, that, that, was kind of, that kind of movie. Because... You know, that movie is a pile of garbage. It is not great by the means of the word. If I were to rank all the movies, it'd be third one, Dream Warriors, first one, and then New Nightmare, Freddy vs. Jason's up there. A New Nightmare and Freddy vs. Jason can be interchanged. Second one, fourth one, fifth, and then sixth, and then the remake from 2010. That's a really bad listing if you know like half the movies that are on there. The only, the top three are, you know, the only, like the ones with uh, Heather Langenkamp, <laughs> which is also a fun fact about Heather Langenkamp. Herself and, like her and myself share the same birthday, July 17th. And you best believe I'm going to be tweeting at Heather Langenkamp to wish her happy birthday on my birthday. 
Let's just hope I get a birthday tweet back from her. <laughs> That'd be pretty fun. And pacing of this movie, it was pretty good. It was well understood by the most part, like for the most part. Like you understood, like it wasn't too rushed, it wasn't too slow. Maybe in certain points, maybe that's why I gave it a four, but overall, I thought it was pretty good when it came down to the pacing part of it. Now the ending. Oh my god, the ending. The ending fight scene was great. Like, I loved it. I loved how she defeated Freddy. But one thing I didn't like is how she got into a car being possessed by Freddy Krueger, has the same color scheme as Freddy Krueger, and her mom being pulled in through the window. Because you wanna know what they use for that? A sex doll to be pulled through a window. And it's painfully obvious when you look at the legs of the doll. You can tell it's not a human, obviously, but the legs just give it away. It's way too obvious. It's just bad. The ending, the ending fight with Freddy and Nancy, five out of five, one hundred percent. The ending as a whole, after the fight, two out of five. Easy. It's not the best part of the movie. The best part of the movie is probably Glenn's death near the ending of the movie. I think it's the end of the two-thirds mark and going into like the ending of the movie, so the like the final third of the movie. But either way, I loved that kill in that movie. It was great. Like, magnifique. Now overall, I calculated it and I would give it a 7.5 out of 10. Granted, that is because I don't think it deserves... It's not, it's, it's the better, it's one of the better movies, yes, but... Uh, I don't know what it is, I just can't give it more than a 7.5. The acting was great, the pacing was, like, better than most movies I've seen. But the ending, dude, I can't get over the ending. I think that's what caused it to go down to a 7.5. And I had just recently looked it up on IMDb and what their rating of the movie is, and it's 7.5. So technically, I'm in the right area of rating the movie, I guess. I, I, again, I cannot get over the fact that they use a sex doll for Nancy's mother, Marge, for Freddy to drag her in back into the house. <sighs> Yikes. But as I said, Dream Warriors, the third one, is my favorite one. I can't really explain why, it just is, you know? It just be like that sometimes. I think if I were to try and uh, like explain why it's my favorite, probably because of Heather Langenkamp being in the movie, and and I wouldn't just say her. Lawrence Fishburne's in the movie. Uh, he was Morpheus in The Matrix, which is always a pleasant surprise. But the, just the dream aspect of, of that movie in particular, of them having powers and being able to defeat, defeat Freddy through that, and probably the most iconic line like one liner from Freddy Krueger ever is when he pulls, I think her name is not Tina, Jennifer into the TV. He's like, uh, your big break in TV. Welcome to prime time, bitch. And he just shoves her into the TV. That was probably the best kill in the series. I'm not even gonna lie. Glenn's kill in the first one was great, but that one went above and beyond of what I thought was gonna be in it. I'm like, 
I, I don't quote that on a daily basis, but come on, that's a pretty good line. Like, you can't get any better than, welcome to prime time, bitch. That one is, it's just good. It's just so good. I can't get over that. I should've, I should've said in the beginning, we're gonna be talking about the Nightmare on Elm Street series, not just the first one, because you know, the, the entire series is, uh, it's bonkers. But I like watching those movies, you know. Same thing with Halloween and Friday the 13th. Those are the big three horror movies that had come out. And they're probably the most well-known killers of horror. If you ask somebody to list a horror movie character or a horror movie villain, they would say Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, or Michael Myers. One of the three. Unless you're a, a well-versed aficionado, un unlike myself, I'm just an average viewer. But they will probably be like Leatherface, Ghostface, which is also uh, Scream, which has Ghostface, and it was also directed by Wes Craven. Or they'd probably say some weird one like Night of the Living Dead. And then some guy would be like, oh yeah, I know horror movies. Then that's a horror movie then. Uh, well, Zombieland's a horror movie. It has zombies in it, duh. Which I would painfully disagree. It is a movie, it's, it's a decent movie, but I wouldn't say it's a horror movie. It's more of a comedy movie about zombies. It reminds me a lot of Shaun of the Dead in the aspect of that, but you know, Americans instead of British people. But either way, I think it's, <laughs> let's just say, there are people who are like, oh yeah, I, I'm a horror movie buff, then name a horror movie. Oh, I don't know. Uh, it, chapter two. Granted, yes, it is a horror movie, but not a great one at that. And I will tell my sister that because that's one of, probably one of her favorite horror movies. And I'm like, you know what? Sorry, but it's not a good one. Granted, yes, there are really well-known actors in it, like Bill Hader and Jessica Chastain. But I just can't get over that movie. It's something about it that's like, I can't watch that movie. I wouldn't, okay, see what, I watched it in the theaters with my friend Noah and my our family. But I did, I couldn't watch it. Like, I couldn't watch it after that. I didn't get jump scared. I didn't really do anything else. Like, that was it. And I wanna point out though, is that this is probably the se in the second time in a row I've mentioned Edgar Wright or Shaun of the Dead because I think in last week's episode of Scott Pilgrim I had mentioned Shaun of the Dead being a really good Edgar Wright movie and if I didn't it's still pretty good oh god I think I did honestly oh well there you go I guess <laughs> but we're running out of time guys thank you for listening to round one variety hour I appreciate all you guys if you guys want to follow me on Twitter it is at Miles Enstead that is M-I-L-E-S-E-N-S-T-A-D. And if you want to follow me on TikTok, that is proud underscore Hufflepuff underscore Miles. Same thing for Instagram. And you know what? Just go ahead and recommend this video to your friends if they like horror movies. Coming from somebody who's been watching them their entire life, I'm not really well-versed at explaining stuff. I'm pretty much an amateur at that. But I think I'll have a good time with this episode, so go ahead and tell them to come to this episode and you know take a listen and as I said in the beginning if you haven't watched the movie 
why are you listening to this episode? <laughs> Sometimes I think you, you guys are so weird. But, again, thank you so much. I really appreciate all you guys who take time out of your guys' day to listen. And this has been Round 1 Variety Hour, and I'll see you guys next week.